We're here to talk about Juniper Perfumes, which is your, your business, and you're going to be at the market on Sunday? Yep, that's 10 right. o'clock, which is, you've been doing that for how long you've been doing that? On and off for a few years, I think. Mm. Yeah, not, yeah. Every, not every market I'm there, but I'm trying to be more consistent and come more regularly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've wanted to chat to you for a while about what you're doing, because that was, I know there's, well, I always talk to people at the markets, because there's all sorts of interesting things being created out mm-hmm. of there or via there. Yeah, but um, let's go back to to why why you did this in the first place. So it started when I was on a trip back to the UK, and I was in um, the Eden Project, which is a, a wonderful um, sort of botanical project, regeneration project um, down near um, down the southwest. Yeah. And I found a natural perfume there, and that got me thinking about the process of capturing scent and putting it into a perfume. Yeah. And um, and that simultaneously on that same trip, I also remember really clearly walking from the little cove that was near the house or little cottage we were renting and coming through this, um, like sort of a tunnel of trees. Yeah, you know those tree yeah. tunnels you get that sort of like the trees meet at the top and lovely, beautiful um, hedgerows that were full of honeysuckle and that honeysuckle was flowering at the time it smelled amazing and I thought I want to take this with me Mm. so it started sort of then my mind started thinking oh how can I make perfume and um yeah sort of followed from there and then when I started looking into perfumery tradition traditional perfumery and modern perfumery I was really interested in the way that um a lot of what we buy from the store is synthetic and so yeah. a, a lot of what is sold as perfume and, and the language that we talk about with perfume um, which is language about nature so flowers and sticks and resins and leaves and, and various scents yeah. um, weren't actually the ingredients in the perfume so yeah I imagine there's like everything these days there's like this monster industrial process with great buckets of chemicals thrown together yeah and and probably when you go into the factory it probably looks like the last thing that you want to associate with perfumes I'm I'm guessing did you sort of look into that much well it's interesting like I I'm not against synthetic perfumes so to speak Um, I'm not it's not really my area of expertise yeah but um, and I also think it's really interesting how we've got these chemists because that's what it is it's chemistry yeah creating new molecules that they're then using in in perfumes um and I don't know about the health benefits of synthetic perfumes, but my intuition says that they're maybe not the best thing to be putting on our bodies. So you've, you've obviously gone in a different direction with that. Yeah. So I'm using all natural ingredients um, and doing it in small batches. I mean, if the perfume industry was to use naturals, it would just decimate the crops of the plants because right. the quantity that's needed to create oh, those scents yeah. is just astronomical. So how? Yeah. So all right, so there's a whole lot of stuff in the process of doing this. Like the first thing is like you talked about walking through past some flowers and that you wanted to bring the smell with you. Now mm. you can cut the flowers, mm-hmm. but eventually they're going to rot or dry depending yeah. on how you handle them, which neither of which is really going to work, uh, produces a different smell. Um, so first of all, if you're using natural perfumes, how do you stop that decay process continuing anyway? Or, or does it happen? Is there a use-by date? 
Um, there is there is definitely a um, decay process that happens um, more with volatile ingredients, and there's there's others that are more stable. For example, citrus oils, um, which come usually in essential oil form, normally yeah. cold, cold pressed, they don't last as long. They're quite light sensitive. They'll definitely go rancid um, within a time frame. Yeah, um, it's quite a long time frame though. Like really, depending on how you look after them. Um, other things like resins. So, for example, labdomum absolute, which is um, a beautiful sort of thick um, caramel-like um, ingredient that um, comes from the rock rose or cistus plant. Yep. That is much more stable and that can last a lot longer. So, um, And then, of course, the carrier that you use to hold the perfume. So if you're using alcohol, that in itself is a preservative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's obviously really complicated. Um, how do you get the perfume out of the flower? There's lots of different techniques. So I personally, I'm only starting to dabble in that now. Yeah. Um, obviously, most people have heard of essential oils. Yeah. So yeah. they're often um, created using steam distillation or there's a few other different um, methods there. Um, then there's older techniques like enfleurage which is where layers of um, so more delicate flowers, for example, jasmine, yeah. um, rose, um, other white sort of light blooms, thinking of like jonquils, um, honeysuckles. Yeah. Um, they will be layered in fat and then left for a period of time and then taken out and recharged. You charge the fat with the scent of the flowers. So you very delicately place them, okay. you know, sort of, face down into that layer of fat and over and over and over again until the fat has or the scent is imparted into the fat and then it's refined into a um, something more manageable so you get like a, a pomade or have you tried doing that i'm in the process of trying it now yeah wow yeah. you need a lot of flowers so. yeah i reckon I mean, it sounds probably kind of labor intensive but is that like a really old way of doing it that is an old way of doing it yeah so yeah. it's not the way that a lot of um, materials are made because perfumes have been around in human history forever. Yeah, so that this I is imagine, one of the older. Yeah, pre-modern times, that's the sort of thing they would have done. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, so how did, did you have any, like the scientific knowledge and, and, and bot- botanical knowledge and all that, did you have any of that before you started? Not really, no. It's I not, mean, what you, not what you'd studied anywhere previously? No, no, no? I studied uh, film and German. Oh, right, <laughs> so, film and German, right. Yeah. Okay. Not, not related at all. No. Um, that's very common in Raglan, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just sort of a more of a passion project to begin with. And yeah. it's like with the internet, you can learn so much. And yeah. there's some great resources um, online and podcasts just about perfume, people talking about scent and smell. Very niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <sort of. laughs> we don't have one of those on our, no. our station. You could start one if you want. Um, so at what point did you go from this is interesting, this is experimenting to... I want to do this for a, as, as a business or for a living. Like lots of things in my life, it sort of just happened. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, um, I think I was showing some friends some things I'd made and they said, oh, why don't you sell this? And yeah. then, you know, keeping it small scale and just sort of coming up with the branding and the idea and the way it would look was yeah. really exciting to me. Yeah. And then actually doing the the more business side of it has become more of a challenge, but it's sort of just... Yeah. Has happened, yeah. So, um, did I read in the about section that you used to do copywriting? Was that 
Yep, I've done copywriting. I've been a sourdough baker, yoga teacher. So um, I'm imagining the copywriting might be the most helpful thing. Copywriting, yeah, yeah. I've always loved poetry and writing, and so yeah. it's part of the joy of um, of scent is being able to convey the idea or the concept or the experience that I think I have or I feel I have yeah. with um, other people. Yeah. Yeah. So poetry is poetry and scent. It's the same thing going on. Very, very similar. I think. It's using a different sense, so yeah. I feel like um, it employs the same way of thinking, you know, looking out at the world and, and paying attention and um, looking for beauty, as well as, as, well as um, lack of beauty as well, but seeing, mm. I feel like finding beauty in all things, even if they don't necessarily seem beautiful at first, if that makes sense. So sort of... Um, even in bad smells, say, or unusual smells, looking for a way that they can be beautiful, or even in negative experiences, writing them in a way that there is a beauty to the sort of negative or darker human experiences as well, which I think poets do. Yeah, yeah. The smell is so evocative. Like it, it brings an emotional hit that you don't necessarily get with the other senses. Mm, exactly, yeah. Is there, are there, have scientists worked out why that is? No, it's actually very little known about scent. It's only really more recently we've even discovered the biological way in which we smell. So for a long time, now I can't quite remember, but I know more recently we've, we've realized that its shape is the way that um, molecules bind to scent receptors in the, in the nose, in the right. brain. Yeah, it's... Complicated stuff. I can't Complicated. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. No, we're not, it's not a science show. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quite cope if this was a science show. Uh, so, all right. So you've, so you've made the decision that you wanted to do it and you enjoyed all the design process and, and, and all that. How did you, but how do, you, how do you get started? Like, you've, okay, I've got some products. Mm. How, do, how do you get it out to the world? How do you do that? I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the making is the... Um, the easiest for me is is creating, being at home, finding yeah. um, finding other people on the internet that love scent and that write about it and learn about it, and yeah, um, that's why the markets are so good because I get to see people face to face, and especially in this sort of climate where it's pretty hard to smell things uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> online or you know in yeah. a shop or or places like that, so. So you get to see people trying it and reacting to it yeah. and, and seeing. But people are usually pretty polite or are they, or are no, they not polite? Not. Oh, they're not. No, okay. they're not at all. <laughs> oh, I see. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people have no problem coming and smelling and being like, ugh, you know, oh, that smells like, I don't know, my grandma or. As oh, okay. If, yeah. But is that, that's helpful though in some ways, isn't it? It is, but it just shows you how um, personal scent is okay. because people have different reactions to the same, the same perfume. Yeah. So some people might come and love it and other people might come and really wrinkle their face and sort of stalk off as if I've offended them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You really are putting yourself out there with that. And this is, and this is the emotive connection that, yeah. that happens with perfume. Well, scent is so, it's so personal because you have no boundary against it. I mean, it's a little bit different if you're walking up to a stall and smelling by choice, but there's no, there's no boundary for scent. So you walk into a space it's there. It's very um, invasive. There's no sort of protection. So I feel like people 
have strong reactions to scent. Have Have you become more aware of scent? Do you, when you started doing this, did you just start walking around really noticing things? Definitely, yeah. And yeah. what happens when you get a cold? I know. Well, luckily, I have been blind. Uh, I know exactly. Yeah, luckily, I haven't um, had one for a while. And I haven't had COVID, so I'm quite pleased that I haven't lost my sense of smell there. I was yeah. a bit afraid there for a while. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess it happened. It'll happen eventually, or, or mm. it might, a normal cold might happen eventually anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so you've brought a couple of samples in, and mm. my reactions were: uh, what was the sweeter one? Lyra. So I felt like I, I felt like I got too much of that. Yeah. So my reaction wasn't 100 percent positive on that, but like you say, it was a sweet smell. Yeah. The other one. What's the other one? Elk. Elk. So that one had um, different dimensions to it. I have to put it into kind of visual language mm-hmm. or, or a depth to it. You get one smell and then you get, then you're like, afterwards, you're like, no, there's more to it than that. There's other smells in there. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about that one. I mean, maybe other people think the other one's more complex, but I thought that one was really complex. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that all happen? What's in there? So in elk, it's, it's based on a, a traditional chifra which is a, a type of perfume, so French word, means um, it's based on a, a combination of oak moss absolute, bergamot, a lavender, and... No, sorry, oak moss, bergamot, patchouli, and labdomum. So it's quite a rich, resinous, sort of mossy scent, and it's often what we find in masculine products like bathroom products or perfumes okay but it's so, not overly it's not heavily masculine no no so it's based on that and then i've added in a few extra um ingredients or a few other ones to bring more of a sort of sweet hay note to it as well so it's a little bit drier a little bit warmer um yeah that's okay so is it for guys it can be for anyone who who yeah. well do any guys or guys do guys come to buy to you to buy perfume for themselves sometimes yeah. yeah, sometimes. Are they younger than me? Mixture. Both, I was, younger I was just, and I was older. Just, I was just thinking, mate, yeah. because the generations are changing, and I thought, like, like guys my age, and especially my father's generation, I can't imagine any of them would have... Yeah. They only would have gone to buy perfume for their wives or girlfriends. Yeah, but. well, it's interesting because I've, I've sent this one to my, my own dad, and he really likes it. And cool. he's not the kind of man that would probably buy perfume for himself, but... So he's I back in the UK? Yeah, he's back in the UK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, now... You shall you read this bit out, or shall I read this bit? Because I want to read what you say about. Oh, is that the right one? I think elk. Yeah, yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at, at the website for Juniper Perfume, and you've written. Is that kind of poetry? The way you've written it to describe the perfume? I suppose so. So each perfume sort of begins from a concept um, or an idea. Um, right. Actually, actually, I, I it depends. So sometimes I work from a concept. Sometimes I work from a person or a place, and sometimes I start by really focusing on one ingredient that I want to highlight or build a perfume around. Um, so with elk, I had this. I wanted to work with a sheep rat. I wanted to create a more masculine scent. Yeah. Um, explain the word again. Say it again and explain. Sheep rat. Sheep So that's those four four ingredients. Um, with other things. So that's what the word sheep means, yes. is the collection of ingredients. Yeah, yeah it's those okay. particular ones. So okay, it's, a, yeah. it's like, an, a, a, if you imagine, a, a type of perfume. Yeah. Okay, all right, so go on. Yeah, <laughs> so um, with elk, I had this I, that idea, and that's where it was sort of started. Um, this is a more refined, final write-up or version of my idea. Yeah. Um, 
And this is sort of what I present to people when they first encounter it. So they have sort of a context of what I was trying to create and um, why. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Shall I read it? I feel like a, you don't have to. I can read it. Yeah, because it's your voice. So Yeah. So elk, um, elk is resilience of the open wild captured in rich resins, moss and wind. So it's inspired by my great-grandfather's bureau, gentle giants, open spaces, and my husband. The scent profile is sweet, high, uh, sweet hay, mossy animalic with soft woods. And the keynotes are that shipra, tree moss, tobacco, and lavender absolute. Tobacco even? Mm-hmm. To tobacco imparts that sort of lovely hay Okay, Lightness. so I immediately it's think of cigarettes. I immediately think of the smell of cigarettes, but that's something else. Yeah, well, it's fresh tobacco, so it's actually a tobacco that has come from the plant, the leaf. Yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily been. It's not been burnt. It's not that. Yeah, well, old, yeah. Well, a cigarette's got tar yeah. and all sorts of other yeah, yeah. carry on in it, so you, you, yeah. it's a completely different thing. Okay, it's it's almost like um, writing a song the way you go about it. Where sometimes you you're messing around and you've got a, a scent and you want to work with it, or you yeah. have a concept and you want to see what you can do with it. It's interesting because there's lots of parallels between um, perfumery and music, even the language that's used. So um, they'll often talk about bass notes, heart notes, and right. top notes. So notes as in music notes. Yeah. And chords. So accords in perfumery will. Um, for example, a citrus accord might be a number of various citrus oils blended in certain in a balance to create a citrus smell, and then yeah. you'd use that citrus accord in your in your formulation. So rather than using the individual notes, you use the citrus accord. Right. You can have like a leather accord, so it would be a combination of notes that smell leathery, and then use that in your formulation. So yeah, there's that sort of parallel between music and. Like in the composition. That, that's how I would describe when I when when I tried the elk that there was like the, I talked about the smell that I was getting afterwards, and I'd, I'd probably call that a note, like instinct, yeah. instinctively. Yeah. So yeah. those those top notes are what come first. They're the lightest notes. Then you get the heart notes, and then you get the bass notes. And the bass notes are the ones that would linger on the skill the skin because they're more sort of resinous and heavy. Um, they're the natural fixatives that make the perfume last a little bit longer than yeah. say if it was all top notes. Um, and that which we, we smell on the skin, that's what we call the dry down. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever like get in there and just go, oh, let's try a bit of this with a bit of this and see what happens? Is yeah. It, <laughs> is that how you started out? Like, let's see what this does. Yeah, well, sometimes it's, it's great because it stops you. And I think this is another parallel to music. You know, if you're always thinking within the rules and within what's yeah. come before you, you end up, I feel, stifled. Whereas if you can just get in there and experiment and do things out of the box and you end up with something that's more original, yeah. um, sounding or smelling. Are there, there's a lot of, um, in fact, there was something in the news today about copyright issues. Are there copy, like for music, Ed, yeah. Ed Sheeran just won a, a, a legal case. Um, does that happen in the perfume industry? Um, I'm not really sure. I'm sure, I, I think it probably does happen in the, in the big industry yeah. of perfumery, but then it's so secretive. You know, like the, the labs, these chem- chemistry labs where they have their perfumers working on new molecules and coming up with new blends, they're so top secret for that reason, I imagine. So that, yeah. you know, when they get a, a molecule, they can patent it or whatever they do yeah, and then yeah. um, use it in only these certain um, certain blends. 
I imagine there used to be, you know, you used to go overseas in some places and you'd get all these knockoff CDs and things yeah. and, and, or a Rolex watch or fake yeah. Levi's and things like that. I imagine it's the same with perfume and it, and it probably didn't smell very much at all like like the thing they were ripping off, but the bottle would have looked identical. Yeah, exactly. I think I think as well the um, the average nose might not be as attuned as somebody who really smelled a lot you know you can really yeah. train your nose to smell differences so yeah. perhaps you wouldn't notice i guess this thing as well with having a small business is that um you just hope that your work because it is so authentically your own yeah that it will stand up against any sort of any copying or i don't think you're yet in a position to threaten the uh, the big company well, the worldwide yeah. brands. <laughs> maybe i don't know unless you've got something to tell us but you, you've, you're going to markets. Do you have your perfume in shops around? So there's a few stockists here in Raglan. Yeah. I'm in um, Maid Gallery and in Zinnia. Yeah. And also at the iHub. Um, right. Is, the is, there, is there a, a shop in Raglan that's a natural place for perfume anyway? I suppose there's the chemist. But. Yeah, I think you could probably buy essential oils um, and you can also buy some perfumes from Atamira. They also sell some natural perfumes. Yeah. I think there's some more around, but not like any... Sort of. Yeah, Atamira sounds like the place you should be. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to. We, we won't go down that road, but I'll just put that out there. Um, are they, are they, what about uh, over the Divi? Anywhere else? So yeah. I did have a stockist in, in Fangmata, but unfortunately she had to close her store. So she's online now, mm. um, Earth's Pantry. So it's a really lovely online store now. Yeah. And, and you sell online because we've got your website up yeah. here on the computer. How how is, people are taking a punt, really, aren't they? That's why I sell samples. So I sell samples so that people can get a little bottle and try it themselves. Yeah. Um, most of the sales I get online are from people that I've met at the market or people that have maybe come into Raglan and tried it, but they've yeah. not purchased it. Yeah. I just recently sent some over to Canada to right. a lady that was here visiting, and yeah, so she couldn't get the smell out of her head out of her mind. It was haunting. So, which is quite a <laughs> well, nice, yeah, that's a, nice that's compliment. A, that is a compliment, isn't mm. it? Yeah. So I guess this is the business side of things. Like you, it's very hard to find someone who loves doing the business side and loves the, yeah. you know, that the the side that you love. Um, I guess going knocking on doors is that what you have to do? Well, I've recently sort of been reevaluating this because I've always sort of felt like I'm not doing enough in terms of marketing and yeah. um, getting out there, and I've started a new project also perfumery, working with alcohol-based perfumes. Um, so this is these are oil-based perfumes, the ones I've got for okay, South here. Yeah. So working with alcohol bases. Um, and when I, when I look at that project, I'm trying to see it more as an art project. I'd like to do an exhibition that was multisensory with those scents mm, rather mm, than thinking of it idea. as a product, thinking, it, thinking of them as sort of art pieces and that for me sits really well and increases my excitement for working on it <laughs> yeah which is important which is important yeah, yeah. With, with, with um the small business so how would how would that be an, an art project based on on smell there are some fantastic exhibitions that have happened that around has the world happened, right yeah there's none happened here yet no well maybe there will be one soon <laughs> yeah i'd like the sound of that mm. yeah so it's a it's a very it's a it's an experience. It is an experience. Mm, it's it's adding one more dimension to, you know, quite often we would hear something in an exhibition or we would see something. Yeah. Um, not often we'd taste something, <laughs> but we, yeah, we very rarely smell things. So 
having the scent interwoven with visual media and audio auditory media media yeah i think will be really interesting that sounds awesome well come and tell, come and see us when 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 that yeah. if that when and if if and when that happens it will it will <laughs> it definitely will happen. happen i don't know when though Hey folks, we're talking to Amy from Juniper Perfume and you're going to be at the market on Sunday, 10 to 2. That's right. And you've got the website. How do people find that? It's uh, juniperperfume.com. Okay. And, well, I'm, kind of, I'm a little bit out of, out of time here, really. Is there, um, where do you hope to go? Where do you hope to go for the future with this? I don't know. <laughs> no, I just hope to um, create, well, I suppose what it is is for me, making perfume is celebrating that which is beautiful. Yeah. And because I'm using natural materials and because I'm trying to find sustainable, high-quality ingredients, um, and I'm really interested in the way that those ingredients are sourced and processed, yeah. I hope that the people that wear my perfumes sort of cultivate that reverence for the natural world because it really is a gift to be able to... Um, work with nature in this way and wear, take away and wear the beautiful smells that nature presents to us. Okay, and um, I just wanted to mention too, there is uh, uh, some kind of device that you had at the last market, the last time I saw you at the market. Yeah. And uh, is that going to be there? And remind me what it was. So it's a traditional copper alembic and it's a still. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm using to start making my own essential oils. So at the right. moment, I've done a small run of lavender essential oil, which I can use in the future. Yeah. But I hope to grow my garden so that I have enough um, material to make other essential oils and other hydrosols as well. Right. So you've you've got enough land to grow all the flowers you want to you want to grow. We're renting, but we have lots of, <laughs> lots of space. So. Lots of space. Okay, that's yeah. that's really cool. Hey, Amy, thanks heaps for coming in this morning. Really interesting to chat to you and. Um, it looks like it's going to be good fine weather this this weekend. So, I hope so. It should be a good market, eh? Mm-hmm. Like it's the first chance to have one for a, for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in.